Welcome to the Workplace of the Future cast. I'm your host, Leo Plaza, and this is not your typical podcast. Make sure to hold on to something because we're going to travel deep into the future of workplaces. Enjoy. What is Young Guns? Yeah, yeah. tell us. Um, so we, um, I started the idea off as personal trainer background. Um, and then we developed into, because a lot of the times we saw when I was working with clients that were like young young guys and stuff, that how much of the impact of what we were doing was really helping with their mentality as well. It comes to their confidence and how they showed up and whatnot. So Young Guns right now, the best way I could describe it would be like a youth development program. Um, so we help guys that are struggling with confidence, self-worth, insecurities, et cetera. And we help through our three pillars, mentorship, movement, mindset, and essentially, we help them up be able to, in, in a six to week coach program, go from a place of like feeling a bit low confidence and whatnot to like a place of where they're feeling better about themselves. Um, How long do you say, sorry? 16 weeks. Yeah, four months. 16 weeks. weeks. Um, so we, we take, take it in place through, through coaching the frameworks that we provide for it to be able to take it into a place where they feel better about themselves. Um, and ultimately, that, you know, we, we, we're really training the next gen from 13 to 19, these yeah. dudes, to be you know, the, the guys that are going to be great in the workforce, the guys that have great goals and aspirations and stuff like that as well. So ultimately, if we can take a guy from point A to point B or some sort of progression through that, yeah. we've, we've done our job and we So interesting because like, you're working to mainly teenagers. Yeah who are exposed to, you know, what a lot of people think that social media is creating a negative impact. And it's, it's good, you know, opportunities from social media, but also negative impact from, you know, having to compare themselves all the time and can create a bit of depression or, you know, that sort of, um, yeah, negative side of it. So do you do you feel find that, like, that's the sort of market or that's the sort of people that you working with or...? Of how the guys got to where they are. Yeah, how yeah. do they get to you? So I think a lot of the things, like, we come from, like, the, these dudes come from a place of like disconnection and what I mean by that is like from somewhere in their life where they felt unconfident or low within mm. themselves the byproduct of that is they attach themselves to something so when it comes to whether it's social media whether it's gaming is huge now as well like yeah. whatever they've got like everything's designed blue light and the dopamine release of swiping and swiping yeah. or playing games like majority of the boys are in that in that aspect yeah. percent so it's like they're just doing that because it's a replacement of reality for them you know? yeah. so like so these effects that you talk about 100% are maximum impact but something from the start usually creates that to get them to there so we don't hate against it we don't yeah. say social media is bad or games bad or anything like that but what we help the boys to do is find a balance and understand how much more movement and yeah. positive things are more important so how can we get them to take those priorities before yeah. doing yeah. Uh, how about like before young guns like oh because I know you you actually own a, a couple of other businesses like including this one where we are you know because of co-working you you're a co-owner of this co co-working space so let's go back a bit like you know where you're from what you know what other businesses you've been involved in and how do you learn so much as well because like it's funny because like I, I said to um, you know the other guys here is like how lucky we get to you know you're a business coach. I always come to you for advice, and and I see you giving advice to all the the girls, and it's like so cool to have you around. So, and how do you how do you get to know so much about yeah. business and stuff? Yeah. I think like coming back from where it started is that what you're talking yeah. about. Like, so like, when I when I first started, like like I said, I was personal training background. Um, but for me, when I first started launching stuff, like I, I had this hunger and this burning passion, as you would understand too, like a yeah. business owner, <laughs> well, I wanted to grow and you know get things on. And um, so when I first started kicking off the PT industry, like I, I understood I had so much passion, but I needed to learn 
but I didn't know how to get those skill sets to learn. So for me, at very young age, I was, I was 18. I was 18 years yeah. of age. I wanted to grow this. I just wanted to be a personal trainer and grow this personal training business. And so I actually reached out to, um, big shout out, by the way, to Mr. Chris Dufay. Okay. Um, he, he oh, we, we, we run together now with Coaches Cartel, but I'm um, from the Coaches Cartel, so he's a coaching, coaching business and helps PTs and gym owners and stuff scale and grow their businesses. So I reached out from a very young age, saw his marketing and whatnot. So he was your first mentor? First mentor. Okay. First, just coming across yeah. yeah. the ad and the, the classic marketing. Whatever. Yeah. Reached out to him, um, started his stuff and, and, and sold quite a bit of dosh, quite a bit of money when it comes to um, selling some personal training and acting, being able to start, you know, Training people that want to want to make a bit more money, get out of one night to five, skip from there. So I think it was from that day, that day forward, and then a couple of years after, like I didn't have great business success. Like I didn't, I, I didn't have an uprise of the whole time. My business it was up and down, up and down. But from that point, we met and what we did and the great stuff we had started with. I couldn't, my brain couldn't go back to yeah. a place of. I was aware. It's like I've been lightened to a place like that. You were released. Released. Yeah. So much potential. Like, yeah. Wow. This is what I can possibly do. So from there, that's kind of when it kicked off, and I and I, and I ran. I was running personal training for a couple of years or not. Young guns involved. So now what we've got a team of four of us now that are yeah. in the space now. And um, me and Chris, a couple of years later, linked back up, and we had a chat, a coffee up at Sunshine Beach. Now um, we we talked about the possibility of me actually onboarding it. And coaching some of the coaches and stuff from how I develop my online coaching program. So, um, jumping on the team with Chris, and we have an absolute awesome time there. We, we work with um, hundreds of PTs and gym owners and stuff and scale that. And is this all in this area, social coach, have you always been through? Have I always been from? No. Yeah. I, so, where I originated my PT yeah. stuff, I was out west. So, okay. I was in King Roy in the area. Oh, wow. So, yeah. like an hour and a half away from Toowoomba. So, I was, I was a little western boy. So, that was a big thing that proved for me as well. It's like if I could grow something in a town of 10,000 people. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, when I come out of the sunny coast or whatever, and so much more opportunity, yeah. like, oh, it must be so, you know, it's so much more, not necessarily easy, but so much more opportunity to be able to grow and scale my stuff as well. Yeah. So I think I kind of had the two duel going on there, and then um, um, at the time, my, my timing started matching up with all this, this story, yeah. but um, I met Craig, um, who's co owner of Coastal Co. Um, I was actually working at the fire service locally, just part time. Um, in Coolum here, and so he reached out to me because he knew of some of the, the business skill sets and stuff I was yep. doing, and said, "Dude, let's give this a crack." And um, even through a time of COVID, we managed to bring the place up to yeah. 70, 75 percent of capacity. So yeah. um, it's been great because I've been able to I've broaden my skill set just from coaching and business to now to a place of brick and mortar, real people like yeah. really that, you know, and dealing with dealing with week in week out. So. That's great. That's kind of how I got to yeah our conversation. Yeah, uh, that's how we ended up in this room. Hey, yeah. so what what I've been really loving to share with everyone, you know, it's like because there's obviously many factors, many things that lead to success. But what is a, if you could pick just one? What would that be? Like if you could go back, you know, for the success you've had in the last um, last couple of years, what would be that one thing? Yeah. First of all, I look at like what defines success yeah. to you and what yeah. defines success to me. And I think just with answering that, first of all, like I found at the very start, all like success to me was like if I could if I could make a full time wage in my own time, I was set. I was done. I could make four thousand dollars a month, right? And just, just do what I did. That's all I ever wanted. But that's obviously growing, growing, growing. Mm-hmm. So first of all, like definition of success to me is like waking up every single day and being like Hell yeah, you know, like this is this is, this is what I get to do. Like it's super cool. Like 
what well, you know, it's seven days a week we can have a real fire and energy. So to get to that point for me, it was um biggest thing, and I say this to so many people as well, is like no matter what you believe, no matter what you want to do, what you want to build, endurance will win your race. So it's like there's gonna be like success doesn't everyone knows it doesn't come overnight, does it? But like like how much like um actually a, a quote of a guy that I absolutely really I've got got a bit involved with with awesome sales like Caleb Lesser is his name. And one of the one of the things he's always said to me is um the level of uncertainty you can endure, it equals the amount of success you get. So it's like you can have years of oh, I've got this idea, but if I can endure past whatever, and I'm talking crappy financial years, yeah. you know, the people that do the six or twelve months of like, hey, I'm starting my business and they make twenty thousand dollars and they just bomb and they quit, that that's because they that's where they will be. Like year one, year two, year three, no matter what it is and whatever it's is it's going to or financially, if you've got an outcome of what you want, you'll get there. It's just been endurance. So I think I think everyone's gonna everyone's gonna pace different speed, but the number one thing that I could give to any sort of level of success is like if you know something should work and it has a benefit for someone or something, whatever it is, that time spent shouldn't matter. Like you like you will do anything to get your power to do it. Um, so consistency consistency Yeah. Leo, I can remember times where I knew I needed to spend money on advertising to yeah. be able to get my message out there more. And I was starting running ads at as little as five dollars a day, a cup of coffee yeah. a day. And I remember not being able to afford it. So what I did is I used to buy a cup of coffee every single day. Five bucks a day, thirty five dollars a week, eighteen hundred dollars a year. And I thought, you know what? In order to get my message out here, I'm gonna stop buying a coffee every single day. So I bought for four dollars I could get a Packet yeah. sachets, yeah, yeah. Like, no, there's no, no, no more crap. I, I buy a pack of sachets so that I would have my crap coffee every single day, so I could afford a thirty-five dollar a week budget of ads. Because I know for thirty-five dollars a week, that'll allow me to reach a couple of thousand people in the ad platform that I was using at the time. You know, so it's like yeah. endurant, endurant, but then the sacrifices you make along the way to to, to build the big picture, you know, build the yeah. big picture. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um. And how, how do you see COVID? Like you, you mentioned COVID, so how did that play out into your business, like the coaching one? Did, yeah. did you see like a little spike or did you actually go down and up or what was it like? Yeah, we had in both coaching businesses tremendous growth. Hey? Right. Because we were already running stuff externally. You know, like I I could never I could never fathom why people didn't do online more already. Like yeah. I was already in that scene, you know. Mm-hmm. So so for when this come along, at first it was a bit of a shake. It was like, yeah, holy crap! Like you know, like what what's happening is this? Oh, a business is going to shut down. I was scared. I was really, really scared, and I was scared of my team. But what we realised as well, like um, as negative as it was, and it has impacted a lot of people's lives um, in a, in a business that was already operating externally. There was more of a need for what we did. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to mentality, when it comes to well, we could we could deliver something that changed results virtually. You know what I mean? It's all great and dandy that you know someone can deliver a face to face program that does really great, but we we don't have that luxury anymore. Yeah. And the fact we were already in that system, um, we were able to help. We, we when COVID, when COVID hit was yeah. a real spike for us where we we're like, well, this is our time. And I think that's the time when you actually I first met you. You came in here on a Saturday. I, if I'm right, that was around when COVID hit. Mm. That um, 
So you basically went I all was, out. I got this offer. Just describe it here. Yeah. So you basically going like opposite to most people where they they got scared and they'd go and hide in their little you know whatever yeah. room. I'm gonna go. You like, actually invest the time and energy yeah. and money into probably more than ever. I bet. Yeah. yeah. In in the time of the crisis because yeah. I saw it as well here like businesses that now need an external place to to work from. You know, here was a great opportunity. So like we're able to. Co-working spaces all were able to grow because now now more people had to because businesses had to pivot. Yeah. Ever the world was yeah. forced to pivot. So for us now, like if you're already in the coaching realm or anything was already built externally, like you're prime. If your delivery is yeah. great now, like everyone's used to it. It's I don't have conversation at sales school now that doesn't go like, hey, hey, do you have do you have Zoom? You know what you need to Zoom about? And like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course we got Zoom. You know the kids or whatever doing school. So like. It, it was great in the fact that it forced people to pivot to an area of exploring, okay, maybe we can't do it this yeah. way. No, yeah, maybe we can do it this way. Yeah, so massive um, growth then. And how, uh, how about like, so to sustain that growth, so we got, we're experiencing quite a bit of growth and one of the things that we cha um, are challenged by is recruitment and you know retaining mm. good staff and good people, which is every business um, biggest challenge, I guess, to you know find good people. Yeah. Uh, have you, what was your experience like? With finding people, recruitment, yeah. During, during COVID, which yeah. by the way, you know, the government's yeah. obviously making everything. Yeah. Right, so. It's so funny. <laughs> um, in perspective of like, um, how to physically find people or get the right people? Both, like uh, from recruitment yeah. to retain, yeah. retention. So I think, um, dude, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this because I'll, I'll tell you the story of like how we kind of built our team. Um, I've always been a true believer in this and I've learned this in the coaching world as well. Like for me personally, some people get up in arms about this, like a qualification, a certification to me, I don't, I don't give crap. You know? Like if you've got a skill set, a good personality you're ready to learn, you'll be anyone that has some sort of certification. In like that's just that's how it is for me personally. So like for when it comes to employing in scale, because we were scaling through yeah. COVID. Like, well, I'm not saying we were surviving, like we were rolling. So we were employing through COVID. Yeah. Um, and so for us at that time, I was like, okay, so how do we get a right person who's going to make a fit for this? Um, and can I tell you the story how I got Yeah, of course. Go for it. Yeah, Faz from the office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I did put, I put out my initial advertising and stuff like to get someone on board um, as an employee for our admin and just general stuff for young guns. And um, I had a heap of applications. People just weren't making the right fit, you know, like, yeah. like in, in employing stuff. Employing staff so hard because for me, it's not about a number, you know. Mm -hmm. As business is growing, you're probably finding this more and more. Like if you've got a good union of a team, you can take that. Yeah. Whatever. You know, if you got someone that loves working for you, they're gonna they're gonna actually explore the work and help in an area that it might take five other people. So finding someone like that's really difficult. So um, I kind of come back to my core values Leo. I was like, okay, our program's all about movement. So first of all, my criteria is I need someone that moves. Okay? Yeah. Okay, what else do we need? Okay, I need someone with a positive attitude. I need someone that's ready to learn. So when I put those three things down, all of a sudden, any sort of qualification, business, admin, whatever it means, I don't care. Yeah. Like they, they can learn a simple process. It's so like you're looking for values match over. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. I need someone I can have the office with and have a great laugh with. Yeah. Like, sweet. Like, are we having fun? We're having fun. Let's yeah. do the process. So I had all these applications, did an interview, laugh, interview, waste all this time, and I just couldn't find someone that really made a great fit. And I was at the gym that afternoon because there's a sort of movement base and a really good. Um, Really good mentor of mine, his old client of mine as well, back from those training days. Travis said to me, It's like, he's like, there was, there's this girl training over the floor, this young girl that I knew of. He's like, What about, what about her? You know, yeah. I'm like, what, what about her? I'm like, 
you're right, why not? So <laughs> I just went up and said good day. I said, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing at the moment for work and whatnot? And so long story short, we only had a coffee about the interview, back and then we've got fans yeah. been working with us for six, seven months now, and the best, best admin positive gun work yeah. what we do. That's interesting. So, so interesting you tell me this, and you know, recently this thing came to my mind and I was like, I need to share it and I posted it on LinkedIn, which is, uh, I literally didn't read this anywhere, but I just realized that you know, uh, business potential is limited by the team of people you build around you. You know, so your business is limited by yeah. that team of people you build around you. And I think that's what you're trying to say as well. And if I can just add it too, you're limited by the top people as well. And people have a lot more capacity than they think, than yeah. you think they do. Like I, I've really learned this in the fact that like, one person can do a lot of work, you know, like you do a lot of work in the day. Mm-hmm. And so what I found is I've been, this year we've had a coach come on board that um, ended up leaving. And we've had a salesperson that come on board that ended up leaving as well. Yeah. So like, we've had a couple of people kind of come, try coming to the test that hasn't worked out for them. And every single time I keep coming back to them, like, okay, I felt I needed four or five people running the team at the moment, yeah. when in fact that right now, four or three, running leaner has always, we're always better running leaner. Yeah. Less is more for us. Like yeah. we're, we're running leaner, we've got less people to manage in the team. We've got a team that becomes tighter to you. Mm-hmm. We've got a team that actually works the high work capacity workload. So my biggest learning as well with employing is like, before you outsource um, three things, and. Um, coach with Chris has really helped me to do this and with his implementation of my business but we look at three things it's like um, first of all how do we optimize you know is there a system in your business you can actually optimize better what then can we automate is there any system we can automate to save time through time and then outsource so if you okay. take so yeah. if you take those three steps of you know optimize automate outsource your last step should be like okay can I get something to do Take from, for example, a basic email campaign, bro, you know, like rather than type an email every week, yeah. can we set a system up that automates that process? Like the basic example. So yeah, yeah. I found every single time when I've outsourced, it's, it's kind of been like a bit of a rush and a stress. I'll be like, oh, yeah, crap, okay. I need okay. So I'm employed, well, and it ends up employing through rushing it, ends up employing someone wrong, doesn't really make the right fit. So running leaner makes the business go greener. So yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 that's actually, yeah. I'm going to take that with me because I'm actually, we are sourcing quite a bit now and perhaps, and I can tell that this, yeah, we, if we can avoid yeah. it, we much better. Yeah, because it's gonna save us money, it's gonna save us time, and more importantly, which is the big issue, money and time uh, doesn't worry me too much in business, but I hate having conflict of relationship yeah. when it comes to talking and whatnot like that. That's always a big stress. That's why you're looking at yeah, you basically when you get more people and more people is that you're opening the door for that. Well, you're managing clients, just yeah. like your business, you're managing clients, which is that's a big enough stress as it is. Yeah. Imagine why do that and then plus manage your whole team that's not working, you know. So the yeah. less people doing better work is always gonna be yeah. that's probably one of my biggest learnings when it comes to right. employment. Yeah, yeah, big time. Okay. That's yeah. What about and so the next question I have is sort of can be linked to that because it's about the workplace of the future. So how do you see workplace in general? Uh, when I say workplace could be, you know, whatever you work, whatever is your workplace environment. How do you see that change in the next five to 10 years? Like less people, more people, or what is happening? Oh, I think, I think less is more. Like you look at some of these, you know, multi-million, billion dollar companies and, and what they're doing and the offices they have desks and the people and whatnot it's like like i said before covid made us forcibly made us to pivot 
No, we had to yeah. change how we delivered. Everyone worked from home, everyone worked from a co-working space. So it's like, think about the hundreds and mil- the millions of dollars people are saving when it comes to office-related expenses, people, that sort of jazz as well. So like, five, 10 years time, I think so many jobs, in a really positive light as well, yeah. companies don't need to have them, which is gonna save them bulk money. And second of all, like, more people can work from home or work from a community like Coastal Co yeah. and have a great positive environment to be around. You know, like why be locked up in the yeah. office? So I think a lot I of know that travel as well, like people driving, like, yeah. hours, you know, car congestion. I, I do you think, bring it back to that. I, I do think, like, you know, obviously co working spaces are going to be the future, but like also um, maybe like micro co working spaces where someone at home can like share like the living area and have like a few people come in and like, yeah, I, I, I probably see that as being something that's going to happen. So, so, like, five, ten years' time, I think it's forced everyone to be like, now, okay, what do we really need in our business? You know, what what was kind of like a luxury or like it felt good to have, but like, what's actually a necessity? What's actually a necessity? Because, like, it and even on like a monitoring point of view, like a lot of people are like, oh, if you work from home, people aren't gonna work as hard. But like, I find this for myself, I'm like, well, I completely disagree with that. Cause I'm like, when I'm at home in a home environment, you know, like I'm settled, I'm really yeah. relaxed, you know? So yeah, you know, I have to do my work and then we can access, we can eat better, we can do all that sort of stuff as well. So it's kind of, I think there'll be a massive shift when it comes to what is really needed in my business to actually have there as like a physical standing when it comes to like, why can't we have someone on a Zoom meeting? Why can't we have someone working from, you know, X, Y, Z, overseas, yeah. whatever I mean. So, I don't think shit, and I think it's, yeah, it's come to stay. What do you think is gonna happen to all those offices in the cities? Are they gonna be turning into? I don't know, I think, <laughs> I, think I, yeah, I don't know, they might, they might come crashing down, Leo, but I, I yeah. think like maybe, maybe for them, it, it comes down to, once again, like, what what the workplace owner looks at and what's ne- what's necessary yeah. for me and I think this is for a lot of young business owners coming up now as well we've got a very different view to what you know blokes in their 40s and 50s are running business now for me now but like for me I look at my team I'm like okay that was always our purpose but basically if I did have to pivot now and go online there's so many benefits you know yeah. they have sick days and they don't have to feel stressed about work from home uh, we could run our company from anywhere in the world yeah. I could be in Mexico Mexico could be at Riva, you know you know what I mean so like yeah. it gives a lot of more freedom I think that gives a lot of people more sense of security as well yeah that sounds mm. like the way to go in the future and so that's pretty much it with my questions. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. Thank you so much, obviously, for you know doing this with me. I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying um, sitting down and talking, you know, yeah. business with people. Um, just want to wrap it up with one question because um, you've seen me. I mean, we we've seen each other quite a bit. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think is one thing we're doing right? Either can be easy clean or myself in, in in the way of like you know self development or business. Um, yeah, just learning about business. Well, I. Th- Two things that like I take away straight away from, straight away from your leader, and like as you like in a in an owning position as well of the company. Um, first of all, like you're proactive too. You know, like you're hungry to learn. You know, and the biggest thing I respect as well from you is like you you create the opportunities to listen. You know, whether you use or not, you create the opportunities to listen. A lot of people get really ahead like, okay, I'm trying to get to this point, my way to hold it, and they refuse it. So yeah. being a coach, you know, I'm all about that you can never stop learning. You yeah. can, someone's always better, someone's always coaching in certain ways. So like the fact that I'm on that, yeah, you consume that and then you disperse that to is awesome. And like second of all, like easy clean. Um, the biggest thing I see about you guys is like, you're not just a cleaning company. You just don't do a service. Like you have a real 
culture-orientated business. Yeah. And I see the way you interact with your team, and like how you guys communicate. Like I can see that you show up, you show up for something, and that's so important because in any business, if you've got no culture and you're not leading, whatever, you can't finish on a Friday and be like, "Wow, well, you know that was yeah, good. yeah, that was a good week." Yeah. You know, all you're concerned about is some numbers, you know. So, so. I'm really big about that. If you can make a workplace enjoyable and have a great environment, which you guys do, like I think it's awesome. And that, and that's that's how before yeah. you run a lean team yeah. to do great things and have an absolute ball with it as well. So, yeah. so the two things: you're hungry to learn, and second of all, like you run a team that's got a good quality yeah. culture. About and it's actually so true because like we identify that that's actually what we're trying to sell. It's like more like an experience and a relationship. So yeah. awesome. All right. Well. Um, Thank you so much for doing this, Carl. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> and I look forward to maybe doing it again in six months where we both gonna share even more success stories. See what's happening. Yeah, so look forward to it. Anyways, that's it for, for now. Thanks, bro. I'll really enjoy that.